0: Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we talk about all things related to wedding photography and working inside the wedding industry, one cup of tea at a time. Happy New Year, happy 2019. I can't believe it, this is our first episode of the new year, and I'm so excited because we're chatting with my good friend, Asher of Asher Gardner Photography. We sat down and shared a cup of tea and talked about how to be an awesome second shooter. Ash talks about how she got started in photography and how she transitioned into a full-time wedding photographer. We both think that being a second shooter is a vital rite of passage that any wedding photographer should go through. So, Ash, A little bit about Asher is that she's a fine art wedding photographer based in New York and for the past five years she's captured celebrations of couples around the world. She shoots both digital and film and creates images that are renowned for their natural romantic spirit and timeless essence. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to today's episode. We have a really, really good conversation. And at the end, she gets, gives some amazing tips that you guys definitely should write down and take note of. Also, if you like today's episode, I would love for you to leave us a comment on whichever platform you're listening on. This will help new listeners find us. And I'd really appreciate your kind words. Do you guys love the podcast? Well, I hope so. And when you sign up for listener support, you are basically buying me a new cup of tea each month and to help keep this podcast going. Thank you so much. Don't forget to visit www.teawitjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletters, and our super fun Facebook group. Have a topic you wanted to discuss or someone we should share a cup of tea with? Email us at info at brooklynview.com and I can't wait to hear from you. So I hope you guys enjoy the show and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited because I have Asher on the phone. Say hi, Ash. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, we're good. We're so excited that you're here. I can't wait for everyone to get to know you more about your business. And we're going to talk all about second shooting today. So
1: yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited (laughs) to be here today. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. I think everyone is going to fall in love with you.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> so
0: let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You know, how, where you're from, where you, how you got started in photography, and when you started your business.
1: Yeah. So I'm originally from California and grew up there, and we moved the week of our wedding. Uh, we found out my husband got a job in New York City, and then we transitioned, packed up, and moved to New York, and from there, started growing my business, and you know that old saying: if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> totally, yes, totally. Um, so I had no idea. I, you know, I had never even been to New York before, and um, it was. I, I attribute a lot of my learning from Gossip Girl. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? Yeah, I love Gossip Girl. Oh, the fashion was so good. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I think we need to live on the Upper East Side. And um we started, you know, transitioning to New York and then started growing my business there. I had already photographed um weddings previously before we moved, and then, you know, started a brand new market and started getting in touch with different people and slowly started building you know, weddings after weddings. And it was a slow transition, but Mm -hmm. you know, we're here now five years later and it's what I do full time. And I love it. I love the couples that I get to work with. I love, um, the people that I've met and I love all of the places that I've gotten to see. I think that's one thing that's so incredible about New York is all of the history and the architecture and the buildings and just going to so many incredible places, uh, that I otherwise would not have been able to see so yeah know. it must be so hard though because um California obviously has the best golden light ever. yeah okay <laughs> okay so I didn't realize that uh I think you know when, when you grow up somewhere you kind of take that place for you know to, you don't take it for all that it's worth and I didn't I thought everywhere had light like California <laughs> if only we did yeah so I when I started you know photographing here I was like why is it so blue or you know not as cooler (laughs) tones and then realizing oh that that golden light is you know specific to California (laughs) I know every time I go to California
0: I'm like I'm so jealous and then I say why don't we live here I'm like oh because I'm a New Yorker but oh California golden light and sometimes we get it here
1: I know. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Y- when we get it, it's so good. Yeah.
0: It's so good. I'm like, why don't I have a couple? Or if I have a couple, I'm like, this is you guys, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's so good. So you started out second shooting, right?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, here in New York a little bit. Yes. But I I'm different in the realm that I had photographed weddings on my own before I ever second shot, which oh, is, really? yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, Yeah, I photographed my first wedding having, you know, no previous experience or assisting or second shooting for anyone before that. Um, I, uh, after, so I did some film and photography classes in college. So I had quite an extensive background and lots of training. You know, I did yearbook in high school and we played around with the darkroom and, you know, I got to develop uh, in the darkroom, my own film. Um, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then in college I took photography classes and, you know, again, studied with my first class, it was all film. So we had to learn all of these settings and we had to learn how to develop them. And we had spent time in the dark room and every, um, you know, every week we had a different, um, assignment that we had to do and thing that we had to photograph. And so we we really learned so many of the basics with film. Um, and after that, I I mean, I've been photographing things for forever. And um, when I, after after college, I ended up taking a nonprofit trip around the world. And at the time, yeah, I thought that I was gonna be, you know, like a National Geographic photographer, you know, That's doing cool. all of these portraits and landscapes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And after that on that trip um, two friends of ours, you know, they met and got decided to get married and through the photos up until that point that I had shared and posted and you know I had like a little tiny website at the time. they just said, you know, Asher, we love your work. We totally trust you. We love you. We think that you would do an incredible job. Will you please photograph our wedding? And at that time, you know, that's a big, it's a big ask, right? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, I took that opportunity and I think having their trust and their support uh, meant a lot. And knowing that you know it wasn't just another you know someone i didn't know or someone i didn't care for so i took that very seriously and took a lot of courses on creative live do you remember creative live i mean it's still oh, yeah. it's still around yeah but... yeah no creative
0: creative live. live is a great resource i always recommend that to anyone and even i probably have mentioned it a few times on the podcast where it's a great resource and i think they have now the sort of class pass where yes you can do like monthly subscriptions and just watch mm-hmm. everything and yeah, I mean I when I started out, gosh, 9 years ago, like I watched everything on Creative oh, yeah. Live. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely ahead of its time for online courses. So yeah, no,
1: it was good. Absolutely. Yeah, so I I got every course that I could and studied that <laughs> all night all day and <laughs> and photographed my first wedding and it was incredible and because of that I I loved it. I loved how it turned out. I I loved the emotions that we got to capture. I loved seeing, you know, their reading their vows to each other. I was hooked. And from there, then on out, just kept going. It wasn't until I moved to New York City that I started a second, started, you know, reaching out to photographers to do second photography. So, yeah, it was, I kind of had some experience, you know, under, you know, before that and, and started doing it after I had already photographed weddings on my own.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, you usually like having someone trust you for the first wedding. You're so nervous, but it, it yeah. sounds like, you know, they trusted you and made you really confident in that, which is really which is good. You know, you need to walk in knowing that what you're going to do and then learning ahead of time. Yeah. You, that was really smart. That's really good cuz sometimes I feel like some second shooters will say they've second shot and if you don't look at their work, it's like they haven't done anything before. So I'm interested to hear like how did you get your first second shooting job in the city?
1: Yeah, so I reached out online to photographers, you know, just did some research and I I really wanted to connect with photographers that I felt we, you know, had a similar style or had something in common. And so I emailed a few and I would also say this to, to other people listening is to make it personal. You know, um, even today, I, I will get emails from somebody reaching out. And if if they're not personal or if it sounds like a mass email where they don't even say my name or just hello, right. <laughs> I am, you know, that it doesn't have that same connection. So I narrowed it down to a few that I really thought would be a really good fit and emailed just a few of them, made it really personal, you know, told them things that I liked about their style, why, you know, I would love to work with them. And they all wrote me back. <laughs> so, yeah, and we're actually friends to this day. So one of the few first was Amy and Caroline. And oh, yeah. okay, that's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. Yes. So it was incredible. And, you know, they're such sweethearts. And so reached out to them and started, you know, doing some second photography work. Oh, that's great! I I should mention this that Ash
0: and I met through Spark, which is a small group of um, Christian women and photography, and that's how we became friends. And then we kind of really hit it off like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and that's that's yeah, that's basically how we met. So I didn't know that. That's so awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So started doing that with them, and you know, learned learned a lot, and it was it was such a great time. Yeah, I feel like, and the good
0: tip in that is that. I've said this before, is making your emails to the people you're emailing really personal and like not making it a mass email. I hate when I get these emails from Mm -hmm. people looking to work with me, Mm -hmm. but they don't say my name. They don't reference anything that's recent or, you know, maybe they don't follow me on social and they don't know what's going on. And, you know, I really want the people that I work with are the people that take the time to do that. So I think that's such great advice for people listening to make a person personal to stand out and be the one that the photographer reading it or the person reading it is going to be like, I want to, I want to work with that person. They know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. I, and I think kindness, you know, goes a long way and, you know, making it personal, like you said, it, it, Really does help, especially when you know in this day and age, as we're running our own business, we have a lot of emails there's a lot of things to get to, and if it's really personal, I can tell someone took the time that just gives me a hint that they're going to take that time again you know to to learn what I have to say or to work together you know that's yeah. of thing and to do a good job
0: like yeah they want they want to oppress you, they want to keep working with you yeah they they're going to want to learn from you so they're gonna do a good job I think that's really good so how many weddings so you're in a new market you're just newly married you're working in New York yeah how many weddings do, do you think that you shot or your second shot on your own before you decided to make your own company like to be Asher Gardner photography
1: yeah so I had both simultaneously and I because again, like you said, I had a new market. I didn't really know much. I mean, I didn't even know about the subway system. Like, I didn't know much. <laughs> I didn't know much about New York at the time. So it was a great opportunity for me to understand this market and, you know, make connections with other incredible photographers that could help, you know, hey, you know, this is a good venue, or you should get in contact with this person. So it was a lot of incredible networking. And I probably did around, I think around 40 to 60 um, in total, and then gradually started to phase it out, you know, a few years ago. So yeah, it was, yeah, I would say it was
0: about 40 to 60. That's awesome. That's so good. And I think another good point in there is that when you second shoot and like find the right people to work with, especially I found this for me too, They refer you weddings, Mm -hmm, you know, like you start making this referral network as well, because, um, a lot of photographers that I second shot with when I started out, sent me weddings that they were already booked for, but because they liked me and they liked working with me, you know, I booked those weddings that maybe they were booked for out of their budget. And that was, that was awesome. I think that's a really good, um, benefit um, to second shooting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And like, you feel like you had enough experience under your belt before you went on, on your own
1: fully. So when did you launch officially? Officially? Well, I've had my business the entire time. So five years ago. Um, but then I did a significant rebrand about two years ago. Oh, cool. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 I and about, website. yeah, thanks. Thanks. And then, you know, from there, it's just continued to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. It's awesome. There's no stopping you. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> So I think,
0: you know, being a good second shooter makes you a better main shooter. You know, I think the knowledge that you get being someone's right hand is invaluable, and especially um, to the main shooter. You know, what, if you could share with the people listening, like, what are your biggest takeaways from second shooting that you can share with people listening?
1: Yeah, I would say the biggest thing was getting faster at my skills at at an array of different skills, but just getting faster. So I would say that equivalent to like sprint training, you already have that muscle memory and you already have a really good established knowledge of, you know, there's, and also I would say, you know, depending on the level, there's a basic subset of knowledge that you have to have when you're, you know, going to start becoming a second photographer. And especially as you work your way up to different levels. So there's already that knowledge. It's not like you're you know, learning your camera or something for the first time. We hope not. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, But I would say that you're getting faster at everything you're getting, um, you're getting quicker at being able to find the, the best light, you know, quicker you're um you're getting faster at being able to change all of your settings from you know taking a big group photo of 50 people to going back inside to a dark room you know you're you're getting quicker at changing settings you're getting faster at setting up flash for receptions when you have one minute until the couple gets introduced so (laughs) i think it's just like quick on the fly speed training and it enables you to be more confident and quicker at everything that you do um Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think that is really invaluable because when it comes down to it on a wedding day, there's there's never enough time. You know, I right, mean yeah. time is so valuable and being able to be quick and nail those settings and nail that location and nail that lighting, you you have to be able to do that. And so it's more of like a on you know, on the on the job training or boot camp of nailing all of those things really quickly.
0: Yeah. And I think being able to ask your main shooter you know am I doing this right let me see your settings is also good because I always with my seconds when we go into the reception room I'm like what are your settings like I'm always checking to mm-hmm. make sure that they look the same because you know as a main shooter when you're editing the photos you want them to be consistent because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to ever know who took what I right. just want it to Absolutely. be one beautiful gallery and right. I think that's really um important for finding the right second shooter, you know, I think having good skills is so important and also knowing how to use your equipment. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I had someone shoot with me and they didn't know, you know, what on camera flash was. I was like, oh my you? gosh, right I was like, I was like Where? oh, sorry, off camera flash. I was like, do yeah. so you have off camera flash? because goes, oh yeah, it's right here. I was like, no, 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 no. that's on camera. <laughs> it was like in her, you know, horseshoe. Yeah. Keyboard. And then I was like, we have to get the off camera flash. So that was like, forever ago but now you know my second shooters have been with me for years and everybody's they have their own business so I think it's it's very important that you take that time to learn you know definitely ask them in shooter like ask them to help you if you if you have a question like don't hide it I think that's like another good thing like don't hide that you don't know something
1: yeah I think that's a good yeah asking questions and I would also add to that um knowing when to ask questions, Mm -hmm. you you know, you're not going to ask a question right in the middle of the bridal party all lined up and saying, Hey, what lens do you, you know, should I be, (laughs) you know, when, you know, when there's a downtime to go up to the main photographer and just say, Hey, you know, why did you choose that spot versus this spot with that light? Oh, you know, the shadows are really dark and, you know, you can get on an even lighting. So asking questions at the right time is also, you know, really invaluable as well.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like as the second shooter, you kind of learned the art of being quiet in a way, like yeah. when, oh. knowing when to talk and when not to talk? I feel like I learned yeah. that really well.
1: Oh my gosh. I would say the biggest thing is learning how to be adaptable because mm-hmm. you exactly, you need to know when's the right time to speak up and get people to hustle and get people moving. And hey guys, we have five more minutes. Um, And also, like you said too, knowing when if it's a stressful situation and we're running late, knowing when to be quiet and when to be calm and have that assertive energy. So I think, yeah, I think more important when to speak up, but just also knowing when to read the room and being adaptable and changing your energy level when it's needed. You know, sometimes uh, the first photographer needs you to really have the energy when you're working with the groomsmen and, you know, getting good laughing photos and hanging out with them. Um, But then other times when it's, You know, something serious is happening or they're reading uh, like a really uh, special card, you know, knowing when to just work the room and get the angles that they're not getting without having to speak to each other or interrupt, you know, so those things are really, really important. Yeah, I think so. I 100% agree. I think being a good second shooter
0: makes you a great main lead. Knowing where, you know, if the bride's freaking out, like you're just calm. You just let her, you know, mm-hmm. you just let her know that you're there for her, and like mm-hmm. having a second, like just go somewhere else, so they know, like, give her her space, you know. Or if yeah. the groom's, you know, the, maybe the groom is nervous, and like the second shooter can calm him
1: down a little bit, oh my and gosh. like, yeah. yeah,
0: and work with him. I think that's really good.
1: Yeah, and I think too, knowing when clients uh, are tired or when you need to push through, you know, sometimes. Just saying, hey, you know, they, they kind of need a little bit of a break, but, you know, just some time or knowing like, hey, we only have 15 more minutes until this cloud comes back and that's <laughs> and that's it. And you got to hustle, you know, You're and right. yeah. you got to be able to get all of those shots that you need right before they're walking down the aisle, for example. So that is, I think it's a key, key thing is learning how to adapt or when a timeline changes or yeah. when I mean, not, not really a location, but if the weather changes and you're moving something inside and so all the original locations that you'd picked are changing, you know, you, you need to be adaptable. You can't just say, well, I don't know how to do that or, Oh, I, I, gosh, that's going to be really hard or I need 30 more minutes. You don't have that that luxury. So yeah, you need to be able to hustle and nail it. And also, you know, you're dealing with people all day and so you have to have that personality aspect to, you know, have more energy or be kind or more bubbly or more calm. Exactly. Exactly. Have you had any negative experiences in a second shooter? With, with a second shooter of mine or with me second? No,
0: like you're, you're the shooter. I don't want to hear. Yeah. Like if you, I know for myself, like sometimes as a second shooter, when I used to second shoot, And when I became pregnant, I had to stop second shooting, but sometimes I still will shoot. Like if you were to ask me, you know, like if you want a second shoot, I would say yes. Like, oh, (laughs) like it depends. Special people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Special people. And it's also, you know, I'm a mom. So like my time, like it kind of has to be worth it. You know, the person I want to work with. So, or, or if it's in a dire situation, like I feel like I get asked this a lot, like what if. I uh, became sick like who would take over and I'm like right. oh, my second shooter or Absolutely. my my ra- you know my group of like colleagues that I'm like I know are going to be great because we've worked together or they're amazing right, but anyway right. so going back to what I was thinking about it's like I remember being a second shooter and um, like the groomsmen for some reason like they would always sometimes they would just like Pick on me or like Mm -hmm. make me feel uncomfortable. And I think that that's changing because of like the whole me too thing. Guys can't really, you know, they can't act like that anymore. Right. But I feel like sometimes people think the second shooter like isn't as important. And it's like, no, no, no. They're very important, you know? So I feel like the negative experience is that way. And I've heard stories from other people where like they didn't get paid. Like, they, you know, they never get their cards back from the main shooter. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have never experienced that, but I just was interested if you did. Yeah. Like, things to kind of avoid.
1: Yeah. Um. Overall, I would say that I was extremely lucky. Like I said, I really... And in a way, chose very specifically who I wanted to shoot with and made sure that I trusted them and I you know aligned with their philosophy and also aligned with their shooting style so yeah, I really would have to say that overall i I got to second shoot with some incredible women who and most of them were women and you know who are some of my closest friends in the industry to this day um I would say some some difficulties would be if um like I said earlier, if something had changed or timelines had changed and you know this is the nature of you know weddings if it wasn't communicated before beforehand or clearly communicated that's okay you know we have to again be adaptable but um i would say too this never it was maybe close but never happened to me but just make sure you have all the addresses you know oh yeah um there was one time when I was driving to a church and, you know, it said make a left and I couldn't really find it and it's getting down to the wire. We need to park. And <clears throat> it was just not located in the right GPS location. Um, but I didn't have the full address. I just had like, you know, whatever Presbyterian church, you know, that it was. So just, <laughs> you know, make sure you really get that information. And if if the main photographer is really busy and sometimes they are sometimes, you know, and sometimes they're shooting back to back weddings, you know, Um, just follow up and there's, there's no pain in just following up and just saying, Hey, you know, I. You know, I still don't have the details for where the getting ready location is. Can you send those over? Um, So just taking that time to be assertive and those, you know, most of the time they're just like, oh, my gosh, yes, sorry. You know, we just had another phone call where we had to update the timeline. You know, something happened here or we needed to change this. So just I would say be assertive and chat with the main photographer to make sure that you have the most up to date timeline and the most current information in terms of timing and location. Um, I would also say in my experience, I tend to recommend printing things out. I've had this happen in, in other areas where I'm looking at my phone for the timeline or I'm looking at what's happening next and people just kind of think you're on your phone texting or, you know, or like, I don't know, I don't know what she's doing over there. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I kind of learned early on, um, to, to really just print things out. So if I needed to, if they ask me a question, I'm not pulling out my phone and there's like all these, you know, notifications or something, you know, like text messages. Yeah. Yeah. Just and emojis (laughs) 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 or Snapchat videos. Um, It's just really, really clean and time and, you know, clearly communicated and like, this is where we need to be when this is, this is that. Um, So I would say I, I really never had any bad experiences, but I I always worked with photographers that had a contract where all of our um, expectations and communication was very laid out. I would, I would never work with a main photographer that didn't have a contract for me. I just think that's a recipe for disaster. And even if it's a friend and you think it's going to be totally fine, I think you, you really just always have a contract. It just makes things simpler. They know what they need to do. You have your expectations, and you don't have to have any hard conversations after. Yeah, no, that's a great tip. Awesome tip. Yeah, I I always have a contract, and I think that's
0: so smart. So, yeah, setting everybody up to win, right? Yeah, and
1: I, even to this day, you know, with my second photographers, um, you know, even though we're really good friends, every job we we have contracts for. So, you know, it's it's helpful of having yeah. that. Yeah, out. and setting the expectations and the rules and
0: you know, the payments and how they, the files and yeah, it, it's really good to have a guide. Yeah. 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 So those uh, for everybody who's listening, this has been so good. What would be like your three biggest tips on being an awesome second shooter?
1: Yeah. I was thinking back, you know, during the time when that was the main focus for me years ago, but I would say these things are really tangible. Um, the first would be to be on time and be prepared with your gear. Yeah. Uh, like that's—it's so easy to do. <laughs> um, don't be late. Uh, you're the main photographer. Is has so much to do and doesn't need a text that you're running late or that you're in traffic. Like that just adds so much stress to a part of the beginning. the The beginning of the day is first impressions. Like. You cannot be late to that. you need to be on time, and you need to be ready, not even just like, "Hi, I'm here. You need to have your camera gear out. you need to be dressed. you need to be ready to run and okay. so I would say that, and in terms of gear, be prepared have have your gear cleaned ready um have you need to have backups for you need to have backup batteries <laughs> <So> that <laughs> one is one thing that just like kills me. um you need to have backup camera batteries, you need to have backup flash batteries. Um, you need to have extra of those. And I, there's, you know, been times where, uh, oh, you know, I think for an inexperienced second photographer, if you haven't tested, you know, if you haven't been shooting for eight hours consecutively and you're just used to doing little shoots here and there, you don't know how, how quickly your battery dies. And if you don't have a backup one, like, come on, honey, like these are, these are basics. So I would say you need backups for your gear. You need to make sure everything's fully charged. Um, And I would also say, uh, number two, my big point would be having enough CF or SD cards. Oh, (laughs) hallelujah, amen. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Get those cards; they are not that expensive. You know, know. to me, they're a tax
0: write-off. What do you? Why do you only have one? Yeah, exactly.
1: Do not come at me with two. Like you need to have at least five to 10 or whatever size they are they're not that expensive you need to have ample ample cards if you don't have enough sd or cf cards then you cannot do your job and if wow. you're running out or if one f- i've had some times where um you know they were they had their own jobs that they were doing so they you know, a couple of them are full or one failed and then You know, I try to pack light, you know, I do have backup gear, of course, but if I'm having to cover your full day of photographing, you know, that, that, that's an added stress on me. So I would definitely say, girl, guys, (laughs) get extra cards. Um, Right. And I would also say too, make sure your cards are clean. You know, like there's been times when I've uploaded and I see their portrait sessions or their other wedding. Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't want all those files on my hard drives or, you know, having to clear those out. They need to be clear, recently formatted cards that right. are ready to go. And you need to have a full day's worth of backups on hand in case something yes. happens.
0: A hundred percent. And I think, you know, also to note some photographers, main photographers will give their seconds the cards. So if that's mm-hmm. your jam, if you're going to provide them because you want them back at the end of the night, totally cool. But like for me and you, it sounds like, you know, I will take their cards and for, take the images and then I send them back. So mm-hmm. definitely have, I mean, no fewer than four to six cards totally reformatted and ready to go the morning of the wedding. I, that's like the best advice.
1: Yeah, it's so easy too. We're it's really not rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really
0: good. It's but I really think it's easy. really. I think for people listening, they might be like, "Oh, I never thought I should do that." Like I have a whole checklist that I do every night before the wedding for my getting, you know, for the pregame for getting yeah, ready same. and for formatting and cleaning my gear is like number one. And I will also say, for for me, I just want to inject there is to make sure your camera time is synced with i prefer time.gov same Yes. yeah amen Yeah. yeah so all the photos are taken at the same time and merging them into lightroom is no problem i feel like sometimes before i had my second shooter guide and before i like got that lane in focus like i was getting uh files back that were you know, 10 minutes ahead of time. And then I would bring them in the Lightroom and try to organize them. I'm like, I can't find anything. and like, you can fix everything in Lightroom, but that would be, let's say, 10, 15 minutes of fixing it. Whereas yeah. I'd rather just sort it and go. So that, I think that's a good tip too. And I make everybody do it. Even even my seasoned second tutors. I'm like, did you sink? And they're like, I sunk. I'm like, okay, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to make sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you, so let's talk about the no-nos. What are your top three no-nos for being a second shooter?
1: Yeah, I would say the number one would probably be if you forget to do something that is a specific shot that the main photographer asked you to do, um, or not asking for clarity, um, that's a, that's a big no-no. So every wedding I have, um, Well, I have it before, you know, my season second shooters now, you know, they worked with me for years, but I do have guides and, you know, information that they know what they need to get. And, you know, we're always working together. So, you know, it's more of a system now, but first starting out, I would say, make sure you need, like, you know what you need to get and you need to get that shot. And, Mm -hmm. um, saying that I always say is later never comes, you know, if you think, (laughs) if you think I'll do it later, I'll do it later. It sometimes can be at the end of the day and you're like, dang it. Or you leave a location, you know, and you know, if you forgot to do a, a certain ring shot and you know, you're gone, you know, you're not at the bridal suite anymore. You now you're at the reception and you don't have those same details with you. So Or they're on the couple and you feel bad asking, asking for them. For them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you know, there are certain, you know, shots that we need to get and they need to make sure that they get them. So, you know, if you forget one thing and okay, let me do it in the next, you know, 30 minutes, then get it done. Don't wait because time or something can happen. It can go by and you forgotten to get that one really important shot. Um, And I would also say, you know, ask, is there, if, if you don't have a second photographer guide that you are given and you're a second photographer, then ask, say, Hey, what, what shots are you expecting from me in the morning during the during the ceremony during the reception, because um, you need to know because sometimes there's different angles that you need to be getting or certain close ups or certain distance shots um, that you're responsible for, so um, make sure you get those, and even if you don't like you need to find a way <laughs> like, <laughs> you know or if when, as soon as you remember, you need to get that shot right, yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely. Um, The second one I would say is a no-no is chimping. Have you heard that term? It's a photo oh, yeah. journalism term. Oh yeah, yeah. So chimping is when <laughs> it's kind of like when you're looking at the back of your camera and you're just like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, I love that shot. Yes, I got it. You know, you're just chimping. And, you sound like a chimp. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It, that's where it came from. Yep. And I, I've seen a couple of times where you know this incredible shot. We just, you know, had the most beautiful light coming through the trees and it's incredible. And they just went for a kiss and the veil's blown and we're just so excited. Right. But Mm -hmm. then just after that, the mom comes over and gives her a hug. And if you are looking at your camera going, Oh yeah, I got it. I got it. And you're missing this moment of them hugging and her giving her daughter a kiss on the cheek. You can't, you you can't be doing that. So yes, you need to check to make sure you got focused, nailed your lighting check and move on. Um, And I would say there's just been a few times when I've looked over and they're still checking and still looking at photos and you need to be present. You really need to check and you need to move on um, and not be missing current moments by, by chimping, by overlooking. Um, So that great tip. Yeah. You know, just be present. And even when you're, you know, when you need to go do something or, when you need to grab a different lens or maybe grab something for the main photographer, have your, you need to have your camera on you at all times. You need to be ready. You need to be in the moment ready to capture something in case something, you know, an incredible moment unfolds. So just that is is so important. Yeah. I love it. That's really good. Um and
0: one more no-no, if you haven't. If not, I could I could throw one in there.
1: Yeah, no, I would say <laughs> this is for more advanced uh, second photographers. And I think this one is when you start developing key relationships over years. I would say a one for that realm of photographer would be to not overshoot. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a no-no, is you really should be honing your skills to be able to nail it. Like I said, nail it quickly, nail it, get it done and move on. Um, And I think there's comes a certain point where you, you know, you can't be taking like 5,000 images, you know? And like, for me as a main photographer to call through that, that is, Oh my goodness. That can take, it's like, I'm going to start charging you. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it, it adds hours to my workflow if you took four of the same photos and yes, when you're first starting out, you need to make sure you get it. And there's, you know, take it once, take it twice, but you really should not be developing that as a, it's a bad habit. And right. the, the longer that you do that, the worse it is, in my opinion. And I think, you know, just don't overshoot, get it, get a different angle. Instead of shooting it the same way four times, shoot it once, make sure you get it, move on, get it close, get it far, get it wide, get it horizontal, get it vertical so that you have variety, Um, And I think a seasoned second photographer will have more variety and less like overshooting in their body of work. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. What a good tip. I love that. Yeah. Don't overshoot. Don't give us more work to do.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no. And that I think that's, again, where you can start seeing the next level of a an incredible second photographer is, you know, they can give you 800 to 1000 images at the end of the night and everyone is just incredible and yeah. it's the angle that you like it's the the right settings that you use and it's just easy you know boom 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 those are getting sent over to the client and those are ready to go
0: yeah i love that no it's definitely and sometimes i remember i worked with a second shooter um who was amazing and she gave me her she gave me one card back and i was like that's it and she and she said yeah that's it i got everything on there and i'm like okay and then I, I was so nervous. Yes. And I, yeah. <laughs> and then I put the card in. I wanna mean, obviously, when I got home and I looked at it, I was like, yes, keeper, keeper, keeper. Yes. Like nailed it. I was like, oh, I'm working with you all the time. Mm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like less is more. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Ash, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like I, I can't wait for people to hear this because. It's such good information. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and
1: you're welcome. It should be easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buying cards is not hard, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it just comes with the territory, right? Yeah. Like, I think I said this before um, on a Tea with Janae, where my mentor and photography teacher, Joe, the first day of class, he said, Welcome to photography, where everything is either $50 five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars and yeah, it's so it's a hundred percent true because yeah. it's expensive to be a photographer so if you can't invest in your gear including your cards you know you've got a problem <laughs> like yeah. you have you have you know it's not about the presets it's about your gear like get your stuff together and, yeah. and make sure you're a solid second shooter for sure yeah
1: absolutely.
0: So good. So let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you. They can say hi to you online and find out more about your wedding photography and your services.
1: Yeah. You can find me at my website at ashergardner.com and on Instagram at ashergardner and a little underscore at the very end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to link all this information in the show notes below. So you guys can uh, just click on it there And thank you, Ash, again. This has been amazing.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again for hosting and having me here. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.
0: Well, that's it you guys thanks so much for listening to today's episode and a huge shout out to asher for being a wonderful guest we had so much fun and i absolutely loved having her on the show so if you guys want to find out more about asher and say hi you can visit her website at www.ashergardner.com and say hello over on instagram and her handle is at asher Gardner underscore and i'm going to put all this information in the show notes so you guys can just click on it and say hello thank you again for being here you guys are incredible the support you're giving me for this podcast means everything to me all your dms your emails and your text messages um honestly you guys are amazing so thank you so much and i can't wait to bring you more valuable content See you soon.